It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? Welcome to part two of the Locked on Phillies Town Hall event. I am your host and moderator, Dan Wilson. And again, if you missed part one, I highly recommend going back and giving that a listen. But here in part two, I moderate a conversation between Ray Dunn, John Zawizlak, intern Jason Cantor, and Aaron Strong about what this team needs to do coming up in the year 2021. So without further ado, we continue first annual Locked on Phillies Town Hall. There's a lot of other needs on this team right now, and they've made moves, as Johnny and others have alluded to, not a whole lot of movement uh, from the Phillies front office here this season, with the exception of naming a couple of new executives and headlined by Dave Dombrowski. There's a starting rotation that I think many would agree needs help. There's a bullpen that, based upon 2020, certainly needs help. Based upon what you've seen in 2020 and otherwise, what is the biggest area of need right now? If there's a big-time free agent on the market, what position would you like them to address? Is it center field? Is it shortstop? Is it another position? Is it a starting rotation spot? Is it a bullpen arm? We're going to start this time with intern and work our way around. Intern, you have two minutes. Can I ask a quick question about about this question? You met, yes. Is this specific to the current free agent market? Like with like, are you telling us to keep in mind that the clear best two free agents are Springer and Bauer, or is it hypothetically there's one free agent that's really good at every position? Which one do you want? I'm going to ask you to answer both. If you have specific free agents in mind, you may list them. And also what is the biggest area of need regardless of the market at this time? And does that all make sense? Yes. Intern, I'll start with you. I mean, to put it quite simply, I guess, but without, I would just say the bullpen is my most, is my spot where I think you need the most. Now, I don't think, I disagree with the idea of signing big arms. And like I think Aaron said earlier, not to single him out, but 
he was naming some of the big guys on the market. I'm not really interested in taking chances on that because I think bullpen pitchers' shelf lives are just as dangerous. Now, I, I would be interested in taking an approach where you're trying to find some guys where it hasn't worked elsewhere and you have to get it to work here. And the Phillies have not been able to prove that they can do that, but obviously that's something that's really important, as you saw with the Tampa Bay Rays this year. So I just, I think the bullpen's my biggest area of need, but I'm not saying I'm going out there and I'm shelling out big dollars to fix that because I don't think that works. Hence Mike Adams. Thank you, intern. Uh, Johnny, I will go to you next. Yeah, as I said earlier, I really think that this bullpen, blowing the amount of games that they did last year, really needs some help. I, I'm sort of with Matt in the fact that I don't think you should intern um, in the fact that you, that I don't think that you should um, send money, spend all that money into the bullpen. But uh, I really think that you should try and fix that bullpen and also try and get maybe if you're going to let JT go um, try and get either another center fielder. Cause you have a merry-go-round going on out there, or maybe uh, some other type of bench player to help that offense out. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, next, I will send it to Aaron here. You have two minutes. Um, I honestly think in this free agency period, I think the offense is in a good spot for what the other needs on the team are. I think, as I mentioned before, the bullpen is the biggest issue. And I think you can get some of these guys on one-year prove-it deals, maybe a few of them pan out. Other teams always are able to do this. The Dodgers did it last year. Blake Trinan worked out for them, was an important piece in their bullpen. But it seems like the Phillies never try that approach at the one-year deals with the relievers. They just go with just overpriced guys like Pat Neshek, and it, it never really works out. So I'd like to see an approach where they're more aggressive with maybe a higher annual value, low years on these guys and maybe a few bounce back candidates. I don't have any specific names in mind here, but pretty much what the Dodgers did with trying in last year, I think that's the biggest thing they should do. Thank you, Aaron. We are going to send it to Ray next. Ray, you have two minutes. So just to address a couple of things so we don't get too repetitive here, the center fielder merry-go-round is an organizational failure on like 10 different levels from drafting to player development to filling the needs that they've had for a long time because that position hasn't been good in a while. So to get to that point, the fact that we're talking about Jackie Bradley Jr. while the Phillies have said they're not going to spend that much is a huge failure on this organization. Um, though I don't think that I'm going to go outside the organization to address that because if you're strapped for cash, the biggest need is going to be the bullpen. And it's, it's, we're getting repetitive here because it's just the truth. Uh, in terms of bounce-back players, I'd love to see them give it a, give a chance. How about Robles? Hansel Robles, where, where, where are we at with that one? Uh, love to get some thoughts on that one because it was an absolute disaster of a season. I would know. Had him in fantasy. Did he get non-tendered? Not tendered. Would, would be interested in a prove-it deal there. Um, in terms of other names, you, know, you could go up and down the list of guys who've been impressive, but... They got to improve that bullpen. And to me, 
I guess you can bank on Howard making a step forward, but you need a, a need a third star there. We're gonna get to watch Vinny V again this year, which is just enough to make me go root for another team. Um, I mean, it's one more starter and four more relievers before you can even talk about anything else. Thank you. And uh, we'll wrap it up with Canner here, uh, at least in the uh, first uh, round of answers here. Jason Canner, you have two minutes. I sort of disagree with that closing point that Ray made because I think, well, it's, it's sort of a chicken or the egg type of thing where any good organization you see, usually sometimes there'll be like one or two actually high paid relievers but just look at what the Rays and Dodgers did. So many of so many of the relievers that they have are just guys that they find. The Dodgers before he got hurt, Caleb Ferguson was a big contributor for them. Um, they had Julio Arias was their best reliever in the postseason. The guys that they were paying a lot of money to, guys like Kenley Jansen, Blake Trinan, and Joe Kelly were getting appearances, but not like super super high leverage, especially especially as Jansen pitched terribly in the in the World Series. So the issue is, is that you, is I agree with Aaron where spending on relievers short-term high annual value, like they could have just given Brad Hand one year, 10 million. That's a good thing, but I don't really agree with paying relievers. What I disagree with what Ray said is at right now, if they don't do anything else, Scott Kingery is going to be in your opening day lineup. And I think as important as a bullpen is, as we saw this year, I think it's just as important to make sure you actually have someone who can make contact. You have eight guys who can make contact or nine in your lineup and maybe try to develop arms within the organization. Like everyone said, try to find, try to find guys who haven't panned out, give them small prove it deals, find, you know, they had Robert stock and they chalked them find guys like that. Cause there's good organizations are able to do that with relievers much more than every other position. And if you're talking about an actual free agent market, I think it's more important to prioritize hitters. And they prioritize relievers in the past, like Tommy Hunter, like Pat Nechek, like David Robertson. And look at where we are right now. Thank you, Kanner. Uh, one minute response from Ray. I think it's a fair point we just brought up in terms of getting hitters. Um, again, I have a full expectation that this offseason for them is going to drag out until the JT sweepstakes begins, which whether that be tomorrow or the end of February, I think we're going to be sitting here waiting for that before you really see what they want to do. But for me, I, I just can't have them sit on their hands and wait like that because I think the offense is going to end up being built around whatever happens there. So for me, what I'm looking at is, you know, you've got guys out there, Brad, Archie Bradley. Non-tenured. You got uh, Tyler Clippard, who's made less than $3 million last year, has been pretty good. Go get him. Go get a couple Go get a couple of relievers. I'm not telling you to go spend $8 million, $10 million on a reliever. You got guys that you can get for lower values, lower money. And, I mean, the, the bar right now is the floor for this bullpen you're going to be able to improve that bullpen. So when I say four relievers, I'm not saying go out and spend $36 million over four guys to build a bullpen, but go get guys that like have actually proven. 10 seconds. Use when, when we talk about that. Thank you, Ray. And I believe the expression you were looking for there is the ceiling is the roof uh, that, you know, except our, there's not much mind, of a Our minds are way too similar. 
Um, uh, we thank you all for your time here today. I do have a few uh, additional questions, uh, one of which is you all in your opening statements and throughout today's event have been quite pessimistic, as many Phillies fans and people who follow this team uh, are, and rightfully so, in my opinion. What is the single day move higher thing that has caused them to get into this position? It could be the hiring of someone. It could be John Middleton buying the team. It could be a single trade or free agent they passed up on. There are a number of different ways you could go for it. What is the, like the piece of news that in hindsight, in your opinion now, as we sit here at the end of 2020, is the worst thing that has caused the organization to be in its current position. And we're going to go back to our order from the beginning. So we'll start with Ray. If we don't, we don't. That single statement in the middle of the 2019 season told me everything I need to know about the organization. If we don't, we don't. They were in the midst and they had the potential to be in that race that year for the division. Bottomed out, threw it all on the manager and then try tried to pick the pieces back up the next year. The, if we don't, we don't told me everything I need to know. They were very much okay with, ah, you know, playoffs. It, it, it's, it's nice, but it's not really something we have to do. To me, I hear that in my head every time they talk about cutting spending. I hear that every time in my head when people talk about why this city isn't a free agent destination for – baseball players right now why the fact that they're not in on any anyone why we don't have rumors I hear that every time that one statement sticks in my head it was quarterback factory before quarterback factory was the thing for the Eagles it's that that one thing that when there's something that goes wrong with this team I'm going to cycle back to it at the top at the top of leadership they didn't care about making the postseason they didn't see it as a viable goal and whether it was right for the team at that time or not, the fact that they were able to go on record and say that if it's not, if we don't, we don't, that, that's, that's a failure in terms of leadership and in terms of the direction of the organization. And that, to me, that was the news that where I lost all sort of faith in this franchise. Thank you, Ray. Johnny, the floor is yours. You have two minutes. The single worst day in modern Philadelphia Phillies history. Go ahead. Well, one day that really comes to my mind is all the way back when the Phillies lost to the Cardinals, Ryan Howard tearing his Achilles, running up that baseline. Ever since then, the Phillies have not been in the playoffs, have not had a winning season, and have just been atrocious ever since. And as a young kid, I cannot get that play out of my mind. That was the last time that I ever saw them in the playoffs, and I haven't seen a winning season since. And just – I. It's almost like they're cursed. They haven't – every move that they make, it seems like they're starting to head towards in the right direction, and it all just collapses. And it's – there's no real – and it seems like any move they make just comes – shoots them shoots themselves in the foot. It, I mean, just ever since then has not been great for Phillies fans. More of the first annual Locked on Phillies town hall meeting coming right up. But first, I want to tell you about my friends – at bet online are we ready for some football college football we're already into bowl season and there are some big matchups this weekend and next week the nfl regular season it's finishing up we got week 16 
going on this weekend, and the playoff picture is becoming more clear. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we here at Locked On Trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Again, got some NFL action this weekend. Eagles taking on the Cowboys. Washington taking on the Carolina Panthers. Eagles could really use a win from Carolina there. Also have the Giants taking on the Ravens. Eagles needing some help from Baltimore. College football going to have the college football playoff, playoff rather coming up on New Year's. And, of course, the NBA action is already in full swing. Sixers getting an opening night win over the Washington Wizards. Always fun to bet on them. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the co- promo code Locked On, and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, bet online. Your online sportsbook expert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey everyone, Dan Wilson here from the Locked On Phillies podcast. And look, the holidays, they're all about giving, so I'm going to give you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is on a red-hot start to start the season, and he shares his lock of the day in each episode. Subscribe today to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to send it to intern here. Two minutes, the worst day in modern Phillies history. Oh, is it only the worst day? I thought we were saying things that led us to this point. Well, it is, but what is the number one thing, like the number one day that you feel has set up this current position they're in? Well, I'm going to have to think about a day, but I'll, I'll, I'll just say that I think what's gotten us here is just an organizational poor organizational support for players. Cause I just think there's been so many guys that have come through here who have had no success or go on to have success or had success and came here and no longer had that success. I think at some point you can't blame other things. It comes down to that. It's the Phillies organization that is seemingly always the common denominator and people not having success. And I think whether you want to blame coaching the general manager, the owner. I just think there's a something, something is happening in the Phillies organization that just there's a lot of ineptitude and inability to get the best out of the players they get. I mean, I said it, I think a week ago, but Aaron Loop was like with the Phillies and he was like, nobody knew him, but he goes somewhere else and he has success. It's just that constant pattern of just people who are so bad with the Phillies and go on to have success elsewhere where they come to the Phillies and have some, no success here. It's just one has to wonder what is the common denominator. And I think it, it's just the Phillies in general. I beg to differ on the Aaron Luke point, by the way. Uh, Aaron uh, Cantor and I were all in person for a four-pitch hold, I believe, in his Phillies debut. But uh, we are going to go to uh, Jason Canada to answer the question in two minutes. Uh, the worst day that has led us to where we are in modern Phillies history. I have somewhat of a take, and I this came to my, my mind the second you asked the question. I don't want to use the word worst 
I think the way you've changed the phrasing of the question hurts my answer. So I'm going to say the day that let us all this, I think it, I think it was signing Bryce Harper because that was when that happened. I'm looking at Ray's face right now. <laughs> Steaming hot takes here on the pod. Go ahead. I, I have a feeling I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. When that happened, that was that signaled an organi- organizational shift into, and I actually don't even remember whether the JT trade was before or after they signed it, but it was during the, it was, if it was before, it was during the pursuit. That signaled an organizational shift from rebuilding to win now. And they weren't ready for that. And that caused a, that caused, a lot of bad moves that have left us in the situation. Now that doesn't mean signing Bryce Harper in a vacuum is bad. Good organizations sign superstars can see that, Hey, maybe we're still one or two years away from competing. We still have some young talent. Maybe let's not trade a guy who can be an ace for the next eight years. So that, and, or just, you know, focus on acquiring draft capital, focus on acquiring young talent because we have, this rare situation it's literally never happened before where we have this once in a lifetime talent as a 26 year old free agent. Like you have more than another half decade of his prime. You don't have to go into win now. And that's not nothing new, but I think it's every, the philosophy of this organization that's gotten to us where we're at. I think it would go very differently if Bryce Harper went to the giants and I'm not saying they'd be in a better I'm not saying they'd be any better. I just think that the 10 seconds, the specific situation they're in right now would Hang be on. very, very different. Ray, before, they... before you respond, Ray, uh, we do have to let Aaron get the floor here. Aaron, you have two minutes. You have not had the chance to speak on this yet. Go. And w- by the way, Cantor asked, uh, JT Romuto was acquired by the Phillies on February 7th, 2019. Bryce, and Bryce was the 28th, right? 28th. So three weeks to the day, but Aaron, you have two minutes. Um, I can't think of a specific date, but I can give you multiple dates, and that's every draft night in the last (laughs) of the Philadelphia Phillies. The key to any good organization is having young players that are on cheap contracts so you can fill out the roster with a budget. The Phillies are probably the worst drafting team in the league, you'd have to guess. First overall pick, get a player that is – basically not even MLB caliber is probably unheard of. Usually get a superstar level player. Um, The Braves in that draft were able to get Ian Anderson two picks later. Phillies could have had him, chose not to. Um, Just picking Cornelius Randolph in the top 10 could have had anyone else in that draft. Not sure exactly who, but they're by default better than him. Um, also, Adam Hazley in the top 10, he's like a nice player, I guess, but he's not even a starter. Could have had Joe Adele with the next pick, chose not to do that also. I just think if any of these moves were changed in any significant way, you wouldn't be budget crunched and have absolutely no money and probably no no success or like you're bound for no success in the near future because you were able to acquire zero young superstars with maybe five top 10 picks. Congrats. You got Boehm. You got, you got uh, Nola, a blind squirrel finds a nut eventually. Like you just have to get these picks, right? You just couldn't do it. And that's why they're in this position. Right. You have uh, one minute to respond. I know you've been uh, reacting quite heavily up there. 
Aaron, thank you. I was waiting for you to do that rant. I appreciate it. I guarantee if you stood outside, out in front of Citizens Bank Park, and asked top three round picks over the last 10 years to Phillies fans, they wouldn't be able to name most of them because most of them have not panned out. Aaron Nola, to be fair, they couldn't do that if they were drafting well. Okay. They don't get to the they don't get to Citizens Bank Park. That's the problem. That's the issue. Um back to uh, where I was trying to say, Aaron Nola also a Ruben Morrow guy. Can we mute the guy at the bottom, by the way? I see his mic's open. I'm afraid he's gonna jump into my time again. Um, if we want to talk the Bryce Harper signing, let's go back. Let's go back to what they did the year before in 2018 with the offseason of like, hey, let's try and try this out. Bring in Captain. They brought in Carlos Santana. They were, it was kind of a haphazard. The Jake Arietta signing, which was bad then, became even worse later. The timeline, 10 seconds. The timeline they had to compete, given the development they've had, given the drafting they had, that was the mistake. They put themselves on a timeline that they were never ready for. And that has led to this point. In turn, uh, I know you said you wanted to respond. You have a minute. I have nothing to specifically respond to. I just wanted to add in, I think at my day earlier, I just want to say the three days when the Philly shipped off uh, J.P. Crawford, Jake Thompson, and I think Mark Appel retired. But just the those three events, I mean, three players, I mean, two players who honestly were thought to be relied upon to be the future of the franchise. I mean, when J.P. Crawford was drafted, I think he might've been called Jimmy Rollins from the second he stepped on the stage. Um, but I just, and even J.P. Crawford now, who's had moderate success, I just think that it goes back to my point of just an organizational ineptitude that they cannot get players to the next step because when the players get here, they just seem to lose all the momentum they had of being good players. And I also want to, I think Aaron said it, but I will not tolerate any Adam Hazley slander. He signed a ball for me. So Adam Hazley, you're good enough for me, pal. Things I didn't think I'd uh, hear today is intern defending someone against Aaron using autographing as the reason. He, 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 Adam yeah. Hazley signs a lot of things. <laughs> and, and Yes. Uh, Aaron, you have a minute. I'd like to respond to intern saying Adam Hazley has signed over 25 things for me potentially. And I still would rather have Joe Adele on the team who has signed zero things total for me, but also to go along with the drafting, you can't, you can't have so many top 50 prospects like Jake Thompson, JP Crawford, and just suddenly they forget how to play baseball when they come to the Phillies organization it's clearly the player development has something to do with this. You're holding players back. You see players going elsewhere, upticks in production. I just, the drafting along with the player development, it's, it's just like a whole mess that I don't know how you're going to solve it, but it's not for me to figure out. Thank God. Johnny, you have a minute. Yeah. That, that was the other thing that I was going to add in after Aaron talked about how the drafting has been atrocious. The other thing that has to come into question is the player development overall. I mean, some you've seen some people able to over overcome it in Aaron Nola and Alec Bohm, but some other the of some of these other selections, you know, some of them looked good at the time, and now they're just they're not getting to Citizens Bank Park. They're not producing to the level that many thought they would, and I, I really think that that has to come into question. And you really got to start to think, man, we probably should try and fix this development throughout 
from the minor leagues all the way up in up at Citizens Bank Park. You got to fix it and try and fix it from the bottom up. You know, get get these players developed. Thank you, Johnny. Um, oh, Cantor, we have a one minute rebuttal here, and then I'm going to ask my final question. Yeah, ahead, I, just, I want to clarify what I said um, a little bit. I'm not saying the actual signing of Bryce Harper was bad. I'm saying it's set up, and specifically the behavior we've seen from John Middleton over the last year, where there seems to be like, oh, we signed Bryce Harper, we don't have to do anything else, or oh, I can't do anything else because I have to pay Bryce Harper and Zach Wheeler, and I lost $2 billion this year. That has resulted in that, not sort of directly. So it's not it's not that it was bad, it's just that John Middleton is able to use that as a crutch for literally everything. And um, oh, and one more point also to kind of what Johnny and I guess everyone else was saying about the drafting. Actually, more to what Johnny was saying, I do think it is sort of relevant that Johnny mentioned the two guys that seem to have objectively been successes are Aaron Nolan and Alec Bohm. And they were both they were both viewed as very, very major league ready when they came in. Bohm or Nola, I know, was the most major league ready pitcher at the time of that draft. Bohm was very viewed as very major league ready. So there's Five, less work. Four, there's less work three, to put in with player development. Two, with them. One. Thank you. You okay. were talking over me. Well, you were about to run over time. You gotta keep I, I, a, I a didn't. Recommend. You didn't, I didn't correct. Now I'm talking over you. You guys are wasting time right now. Final question. And we're going to go uh, in the reverse order of what we just did. So we're going to start Aaron, go to Cantor, intern, Johnny, Ray. You have a final two-minute statement here. You, it can be how you feel you did here today, some points you feel you got across, perhaps any points you feel uh, you did not get across that you'd like to clarify now. It could be a message to the Phillies organization, a message to the world about yourself. Two minutes, I'll hang up and listen Go ahead, Aaron. You got the floor. Well, I just want to thank you for having me on my first appearance on any podcast of any kind. So you were on any pod. Was I? So he was on any pod and he just said he wasn't on any pod before. So <laughs> was, he, was, you were definitely on any pod. It was not very memorable. Don't even remember appearing on it. So this I'll, I'll count. This is my debut podcast. I thought I, I thought I got a good rant in. I needed to get that out. Um, I hate that I love the Philadelphia Phillies organization, and I wish I could divorce them, but the prenup is too much. So that's, that's pretty much all I've. It's pretty much all I've got. Just I have no hope for this team until I don't even know when. But I'm still gonna watch, unfortunately, and probably complain. And the people in this podcast right now are going to get the worst of that complaining especially our host daniel are you complaining i am yes i am complaining you're you are very well versed in complaining and yes i am complaining so you did recognize that correctly i think ray after that final statement is just happy he's not the biggest hopeless romantic on this call uh jason we're going to go to you two minutes uh well first of all iron that is some daniel level complaining um <laughs> Once again, I'm looking at Ray's face. Um, I don't, I'm not really sure if I have anything at it. I'm glad, I love when I do something and I find myself in the middle of talking and then I say something or I think something that I never thought in the past but makes sense to me. And I guess that's what happened with that Bryce take. So I might, I might investigate that take a little bit, think about it, stew over it, and uh, see how I've adjusted it over the next 24 hours because I'm, I, I think I have something brewing here. But, uh, 
nothing else. Thank you for having us all on. And, um, I, uh, and congratulations on your new WIP gig and, uh, I'll give the floor to everyone else. Thank you. Cantor intern. You have two minutes if you would like to use it. Yeah. I mean, uh, thank you for having me on. I think I articulated what I was trying to get across. Well, um, and just for me, I just hope that this season, I think I mentioned it to you, Daniel. Um, I, I think I, I don't know if I texted you or we talked, I don't know, but the idea that the Phillies just don't really excite me anymore. And I don't really have an interest in watching them because I don't know how much personality there truly is on this team. I mean, Grice and McCutcheon, of course, I mean, it's two guys that make it fun, but the rest of the team is a very stoic bunch. It's not, not their fault. I mean, like, I'm not going to tell Aaron Nolik, I want you to let out a passionate fist bump even though that's not who you are. It's just, they don't really, I'm not just, I'm just not really excited. And honestly, if they let JT go, I just don't want an interest to watch the games when you make your argument whether they should keep him or not. But, and I, as I've said, I think you have to keep him. But if they let him go, I mean, the interest in the team's just going to fall even more because you're, you're subtracting pieces rather than adding pieces. And I, I'm really disappointed in this off season. I'm looking forward to Cole Hamels being the third starter. And uh, the one thing I want to say is if the angels did not lock up Mike Trout and he came into the, this off season and said, I want to go to Philadelphia. And John Middleton had to say, I do not have the money to pay Mike Trout. That would have been one of the most electric off seasons. I mean, you're talking about GoFundMe's you're talking to, I mean, I don't, that would have been, one of the best things that I think could have happened from a pure entertainment standpoint and probably the most maddening thing in Philadelphia sports history. The business, Daniel, thank you. The business decision of the 2010s might've been Mike Trout uh, signing that contract before the pandemic hit. Little did he know, but uh, just, just so he wouldn't have to uproot. Yeah. He, you know, no one wants to uproot during a pandemic and he got it out in front of it in 2019. And, you know, I think it's an interesting point too. In turn, to your point about this team lacking personality, one of my grievances, little self-plug here, uh, my airing of grievances podcast with baseball. And um, one of my grievances turned out to be. Uh, Will that have already aired by the time this airs? It's already on the air now. It, it's oh. already been posted. So thank you for following. Um, but the airing of grievances podcast uh, that was aired earlier, we're recording this on the night of Festivus. It'll come out on the 24th but it dropped on the morning of, or the afternoon of December 23rd was Aaron Nola's acting ability. Like I understand the guy doesn't have uh, you know, a personality that's suited for it, but it's beyond me how you can be that bad at acting and that someone would say, yes, we want you for this commercial. Like it's just incredible perfect. agent. He's got to continue getting commercials. To con like, so like bad. fill abundance. Like it's a great cause, but if you really want to help the cause, you won't have Aaron Nola acting in the commercial. Like yeah, it, it makes you, it makes you long for the Eric Kratz turkey bacon commercials. <laughs> I just want them to bring back Philly's grand slam. Uh, Johnny, you got two <laughs> minutes. Yeah. I just want to thank you again, Dan, for having me on. I really enjoyed my time talking Phillies with you guys, but, uh, intern talked about excitement a little bit uh, right before me. And I just want to get back to that, that excitement that I had that, that season going in after they signed Bryce Harper, because I don't think I've ever been more excited for a Philly season. I went to that Sunday night game against the Atlanta Braves where Bryce Harper hit that bomb. I thought they were winning it all. Then I was so excited. Could I mean, maybe that's just me being biased and blind, but I just want that back. And 
I really don't know when I'll ever have that excitement or see that see that type of team again. Thank you, Johnny. And last but certainly not least, Ray Dunn, you have the final two minutes of today's event. Wow. I mean, to be in this position, it means a lot. Uh, clearly, I had an incredible podcast uh, with what I expect the Phillies to do. It's not much. Uh, they're going to disappoint me regardless, I'm sure. Um, I think you're in a position where JT is going to need the Phillies and the Phillies are going to need JT. So I think that marriage ends up happening, uh, whether it's a favorable deal or not. Obviously, bullpen, we beat that like a dead horse. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of what they need, it's pretty clear. I, I think the needs are clear cut. The organization's lack of ability to get that done is clear cut. And I'm glad that Aaron went on the rant about development and drafting because that's the biggest problem that's going to be here. I do want to correct something that was said about me during this show. Um, I am a very romantic person, clearly. Um, with, I just do not want um, any, any sort of uh, attack on that front, Daniel. So I do, I do want to clear that one up. Um, but yeah, in terms of what I'm looking for, I'm looking for a couple of long months before the Phillies actually figure this out. Um, and just thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Uh, clearly this is one of two Phillies podcasts I've been welcomed on and I won't rank them, but I think the other one was probably, probably great. Thank you. Uh, in turn, you've requested to make one final statement. I'm not required to do so, but because I'm such a nice guy, I'm going to allow it. Go ahead. Just, I forgot one player in my organization with aptitude. The Phillies let a player go that signed a minor league contract with the Mets, which is virtually nothing. And now is going to only add to the New York Mets. So Mute him. Jared, I'm off if you're out there, I'm sorry for what happened to you and you, know, <laughs> you and that Mets starting rotation. You let extra time for this. I love it. That this has been the first annual Locked on Phillies Town Hall. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Ray Dunn, John Zawizlak, intern Jason Cantor, and Aaron Strong. And it has been a blast. Uh, we certainly. We, we here at Locked on Philly certainly look forward to having all of you on again soon. Don't lie to us. That will conclude the first annual Locked on Philly's Town Hall event. If you've made it this far and you listened to the entire thing, I thank you. If you have an opinion on who won today's event, please leave a comment in the description. Tweet the show at LO underscore Phillies or my personal Twitter account at Dan or yeah, at Dan underscore Wilson four. That's at D A N underscore W I L S O N four. Let us know who won today's event. Things got contentious. It's a group of friends. Uh, I love all of them, but again, who do you think won? And I'm sure there will be a lot of bragging rights as to who the audience believes won today's event. There's a lot that happened in 2020. There's a lot that happened in 2021. If you did listen to the entire thing, I appreciate you. Uh, I like making this podcast every day. I very much enjoyed producing this particular episode with a group of guys that I've known for a long time. And it's been a pleasure is creating this podcast, I'll say, or taking over this podcast and creating podcasts day in and day out for Locked On and specifically Locked On Phillies here in 2020. And here's to a better 2021. Have a great holiday season and a happy new year. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.